Welcome to the Abundant Encounters podcast. My name is Joshua Marsingale, and I'm so honored and happy to be here with you. A couple of years ago now, the Lord met me and told me that I should give away what I have had received. I was a, an atheist who had an open vision where I saw Jesus and the kindness in his eyes and and that encounter opened me up to uh, understand that God was real, that uh, the Christian faith wasn't a game or or a comfort blanket, but it was um, a reality. Later on, when the Lord said that I could give away what I had received, I knew He meant encounters. That wasn't the only encounter He gave me. He gave me encounters with the Holy Spirit and encounters with Himself as a Father and my fatherlessness. He became a real dad to me. I uncovered a treasure that I gave up my life to receive happily. All my efforts, all my toiling, all my uh, destructive choices, I put them behind me. They weren't worth much in sight of the true treasure that is Jesus Christ. In our efforts to help this cause of helping Christians have more encounters, the Abundant Encounters Ministry has multiple resources. We do this podcast weekly. We offer one-on-one counseling and coaching. I have an MBA and uh, have a passion for business. And so we've been blessed to work with businesses and teams and would love to work with you. And just want to encourage you to go online to AbundantEncounters.com, find out more about us. If you like our cause, get involved, give monthly, take part in the harvest. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you, Father, for what you supply and what you provide. Thank you for the covenants you've made to to not leave us alone in our sins and our brokenness. Thank you for the drama, for how you paid so very much to save us by giving your son your enthusiasm your affections are overwhelming to us we love you Lord and I take hold of that authority you gave to me by your son Jesus Christ 
and I command everything, anything that would hinder what the Lord has planned for this session. I command you to cease now. Cancel your assignment. I bind you up and put you under the feet of Christ. Yes, Lord, we invite you. Holy Spirit, come more. Come. Come, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So in this podcast, we first read from the Word. And right now we're in the book of Corinthians. And by hearing, a deposit of faith can occur. After we read, we go into an activation and a little teaching and then an activation. And you bring that faith with you. And I believe that many of you will have real encounters with God. He's not short on a supply of encounters. He wants to meet with us personally. That's good news. Amen. I'm going to be reading from the Mirror Bible again for Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12, mostly because I just love this version for this chapter. Um, The Mirror Bible is available uh, by an app. They gave us permission to use it Um, in these podcasts. I wanted us to just let you know that they have a wonderful app available. It's $20 and um, they continually update it. I just, for example, got the new Luke uh, version that they released, and um, it's fantastic. And um, so, highly recommend that app. It would be inappropriate for me to boast about anything as though I achieved it by my own doing. My confident persuasion in what I have received by revelation of the Lord is not to be confused with arrogance. I know of an encounter in Christ 14 years ago where a person was translated into the third heaven. Only God knows whether it was in or out of the body. It does not really matter to me. This person was caught up into paradise. There he heard words that could not be articulated into language He understood a conversation that did not originate in human thought. Of this encounter, I will confidently boast because it has nothing to do with anything that I did to promote myself. I would rather glory and that which emphasizes my failure to get it right by myself. Divine revelation is a gift, not a reward. Even though I have legitimate reasons to boast, I prefer not to. My life speaks for itself, and I have nothing to hide. 
In sharp contrast to these spiritual revelations, the physical pain that I suffered and my severe discomfort momentarily distracted me. It was as if the old mindset of accusation persuaded me that this affliction was actually God's way of keeping me humble. I almost believed this lie and even implored the Lord three times to remove the thorn from my flesh. Finally, it dawned on me that grace is God's language. He doesn't speak thorn language. He said to me, my grace elevates you to be fully content. And now, instead of being overwhelmed with a sense of my own weakness, he overwhelms me with an awareness of his strength. Oh, what bliss to rejoice in the fact that in the midst of my frailties, I encounter the dynamic of the grace of God to be my habitation. I now enjoy a delightfully different frame of mind when I encounter things that would normally make me feel frail, whether it be from insults or when I am in situations where I'm forced to do things with my arms twisted behind my back, whether I am persecuted or feel squeezed into claustrophobic spaces. Because of Christ, every time that I encounter weakness, I escape into the strength of my I amness. It is not my style to talk so much about myself, but here I am foolishly defending my reputation against your esteemed apostles. Hey, I was hoping that you would rather defend me. All the signs that confirmed my commission and apostleship were evidenced in you. These signs and miracles and mighty works consistently accompany my ministry. How can you possibly feel neglected? The only way in which you were treated differently from the other churches is that I did not burden you with any financial obligations to me. This will be my third visit to you, and again, I have no intent to burden you in any way. Your money cannot enrich me, but your friendship surely does. It is the parent's job to look after the children and not the other way around. It is my pleasure to go to any expense, even to the extreme of bankrupting myself for your sakes. Yet it seems to me that the more I show my love, the less I am loved. Did I have a hidden agenda tricking you with guile? Did anyone that I sent to serve you perhaps abuse you? I entreated Titus to encourage you in our joint affiliation and co-assigned our brother with him. Did Titus take any advantage of you? Did we not conduct ourselves in the same spirit and leave the same impression? My intent is not to justify myself at your expense. God knows that our sincere desire in everything we say is to edify you in Christ, dearly beloved. I do not desire that my coming to you will disappoint any of your or my expectations. Contentious debates, petty jealousies, flaring emotions, divisions, 
bad-mouthing, rumorous gossip, inflated selfish ambitions, and disharmony can certainly not be justified and should not be allowed to replace the rich and edifying fellowship which we can anticipate. I certainly have no desire to be humiliated again, facing the same old mindsets and sins of immorality, adultery, and lasciviousness. This will break my heart, God knows. Apparently, the Corinthian church had begun to really exalt specific uh, people like celebrity culture, kind of we see it today throughout the church, and, and in some ways it can be helpful, but in some ways it can be very destructive. The Holy Spirit is such a helpful resource when it comes to discerning whether or not the voices that we're listening to are connected with Him or not. And um, Paul wants to teach us, let us know that, you know, when we, we have an internal guide and something doesn't feel right, we need to be asking questions, you know. And this, um, these scriptures about the thorn in, in Paul's flesh raise so many questions, uh, so many different translations um, seem to either add to the confusion or just take it in a different direction. I wanted to read from the Mirror Bible specifically because of uh, his stance on it. Uh, he makes some really good points in the commentary, Francois de Toit. Uh, the translator, he says that, um, you know, it's a messenger of Satan, and that's the language of accusation. Uh, so, not from God, but from Satan. And, uh, and then, based on his word study, he comes to the conclusion that uh, Paul was dealing with a a mindset that wouldn't allow him to accept God's grace. Um, it's like, thank God for God, God's grace. But if we, if we are listening to the language of accusation within us, then it can be a struggle to accept God's grace. Because we're more tempted to accuse God of not coming through or even do what Paul did and come up with a whole theology of the way that God would teach us humility. That's not very helpful. You know, some of you really can identify with that and maybe like Graham Cook says, all your thinking has gotten you to a place that you really don't like. Graham makes a statement, so have another thought. <laughs> I love how simple he makes it, but uh, sometimes it's hard to identify where we've uh, really come up with some bad doctrine in our lives. Each of us are prone to doing it. It's, it's not a big deal. We make way too big of a deal sometimes out of 
the subject of repentance and way too little of a thing out of the power of grace and love. Our heart's home has to be in a place of love. It's where it gets to be healed and, and thrive. Repentance is very simply a way for us to make adjustments. Even God repented. He repented for wanting to make the human race at one point. And uh, another time he repented for making Saul king over Israel. And there are other occasions as well. Depending on the translation and depending on what we think of repentance, how complicated we think it is. In the New Testament, repentance has to do with establishing God's righteousness within us, not in seeking out sin. We have such a wonderful opportunity to understand that what Jesus did was effective because we can talk to our Creator he will respond. There will be a witness within us. So let's find out if we're believing any lies. First, I want you to get out of the way of the accuser, out of the mindset, the thorn mindset that God is humbling you through sickness or, or pain or something else. I want you to, to imagine yourself seated in heavenly places like it says to do in Colossians and in Ephesians. Imagine yourself seated, sitting down with Jesus. You're in heavenly places. The accuser's been cast out. He doesn't have a voice there. Sit across from Jesus for now. and I want you to kind of do business with Jesus in, in this atmosphere of love and acceptance. There's no accusations against you here. You're a son or daughter, no question about it. Look into Jesus, look into his eyes, look into his face, into his expressions. Maybe he's already revealed something to you. And that's the joy of, of relationship with him. He loves to get ahead of things sometimes. And, but if not, I want you to ask, Jesus, are there any lies I'm believing about you?
It's great if you found one. Uh, maybe it's uh, still a little mysterious. You're, you can continue to ask questions. If you uh, feel like you've got yours in hand, and like Paul did with his thorn uh, theology, if you've got one in hand, you can just say, Jesus, where did I learn this? If a person taught it to you, you want to forgive that person. You want to release them. You want to bless them. When you bless them, make sure that you imagine them having a good life, like a blessed life, our blessed eternity if they're no longer with us. Bless them. Now I want you to try to bring the lie into words. If Jesus did that for you, then you, you're already there. If, you, if, if it's just more like an idea, then try to put words to it so that you can renounce it. Say these words out loud so effective when we speak. Remember, God spoke all the worlds into existence. Speaking is not just noise, it's, it's creativity, it's putting things in motion. So begin, say, I renounce the lie that, and fill in the blank there. I renounce the lie that ask Jesus, Jesus, what's the truth? declare the truth out. I declare the truth and speak it out. Ask Jesus, Jesus, will you take me to the Father? Father God, Father, am I believing any lies about you? Renounce the lie. Forgive, release, and bless if you need to. Renounce the lie. I renounce. 
Ask Father God, Father God, what is the truth? Declare out the truth. I believe the truth. Just encourage you, you may want to take more time with these. There may be more lies that you need to renounce. You need to find out where the root came in. Ask and ask. If you're right here with me, let's ask the Father. Father, take me to the Holy Spirit. Ask Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, are there any lies that I'm believing about you? Renounce, forgive, release, and bless. Ask for the truth. Holy Spirit, what is the truth that you want me to believe here? Exchange it. Make an exchange. I give you this mindset, this faulty thinking, this language of accusation. I give it to you, Lord Jesus. I put it at the feet of the cross. I renounce it. And I declare the truth and declare the truth. I want you to take a minute and begin to hear the celebration of heaven. The alignment. Feel the witness within you of the goodness that God has just brought into your land of the living. Repentance heals the land. And you are made from dust, but you're a new creation. As you repent, the breath of life enters in and heals the land. Receive the celebration of heaven. Receive the healing of the land. And know that today is a new day. may not seem like a big deal. Sometimes small areas of repentance can just unblock an avalanche of goodness in our lives. And I want to believe that for you. God bless you. I pray that this becomes a regular part of your life. That you learn to live a lifestyle of repentance like Paul did 
and like Paul demonstrated for us. Amen. Today might be a big new day, especially if it is the first time you used a prophetic act like this and got pulled into a real encounter with the living God in his heaven on earth. This determination may reveal how the same God has been encountering you for many years and will eventually reveal how God is really everywhere and in everything. The good news, he is for you and not against you. He's hidden there for you and not from you. Seek him and find him. Seek like a king before you share as his priest. What you begin to find and uncover will cross the boundary of word only and enter into your own truth. You'll begin to live there. We pray blessing on you. May you be prosperous today from the inside of your spirit, through your soul, and then out into every circumstance of your day. May joy, hope, and peace overflow from within you abundantly. God is not short on encounters, my friend. I pray that the supply of heaven fill your life with infinite wealth that overwhelms and overcomes every deficit of this world around you and others here in this world. In Jesus' name. Come and visit us online at AbundantEncounters.com where you can find out more about our cause. We want everyone to have an encounter with God today. And on that website, you can find out ways to help yourself, help your friends. There's counseling, coaching, and articles available that will help you to embrace the lifestyle of encountering God. AbundantEncounters.com The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you 
peace.